Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you the very best professional learning to help you make an impact in your school. Our special episode today, our In Conversation with guest is Rob Randall. Hi Rob. Hello, how are you? <laughs> it's great to have you back again. Anybody who's listened to our podcast know that um, this is the second time we, we, we wanted to speak to you very much today on some, um, some new things that had happened in education in Wales this week. But Rob is a primary school teacher from South Wales um, and we've got lots to talk about. Yeah. So let, let's, for those of you who hadn't, haven't heard our podcast back in May, let's just introduce Rob properly. You're a regular teacher, aren't you? You're, you're not a leader. You're just somebody, uh, uh, you're not an advisor. You're just somebody working in education in Wales in, in the classroom and you care enough about uh, getting things right for the children in Wales to raise your voice. So Rob, welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm honoured to be back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's lovely to have you back. And before we start, the, the reason that we, we've asked you back on today, Rob, is because earlier this week, uh, the Education Minister, Jeremy Miles, made a, an announcement, a significant announcement about an additional £5 million funding for reading. And we wanted to talk through with Rob, who is an expert on early years reading particularly, and I know that you probably won't like us calling you that, but um, you know a lot about it, shall we say? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I Just, yeah, trying to support those children in my class who... Who, who are sort of lagging behind and, and it sort of um, grew my interest in how I can make a difference here, having not gone through initial teacher training with what I needed really to teach mm. reading really well. Um, I've had to go and read about it. I've had to go and find out about it. And through that, I've sort of developed in my knowledge around this area and it's led to great things like being on the Impact podcast. So. <laughs> and I think, yeah, and I think that's that's often the best way of doing um, professional learning isn't it where you've got a real need in your class and you're doing it every day and you're therefore searching out answers that you know is going to make a difference to what's happening in front of you it's professional learning for a purpose isn't yeah it? yeah so uh, as I said the education minister um, made an announcement and we wanted to talk through what the implications for children are and um what the situation is but let, let's kind of set out everything from the start so that we're absolutely clear where we're starting with so the situation for reading attainment in Wales we know that PISA 2018 the mean reading score in Wales was significantly lower than the other countries of the UK but not significantly different than the OECD average now that hasn't changed a great deal has it in the last few years it's interesting um, though that the OECD average has fallen. So, right. whilst, so whilst we have um, sort of become closer to the mean, we are still below the OECD average, just not significantly. Um, yeah. But the OECD average has fallen. Um, right. So they've come closer to us rather than us going closer to them. Yeah, and the, and the other thing there is that um, higher achieving pupils have achieved better. Um, whilst the lower achieving pupils have remained sort of consistent in their scores. So that sort of improvement that we have seen in Wales, is it due to the fact that, you know, that Matthew effect that we've spoken about right. um, previously, where the, 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 the higher attaining are get, just getting better and yeah. we're just forgetting about that, you know, that lower achieving um, Yeah, it's area. all about the top line, is it? It's, it's mm -hmm. making sure that all of our pupils... Well, have got that opportunity and I think that one thing that's interesting is that um, Welsh Government website actually says that um, the reading uh, attainment as measured by PISA has remained stable since 2006 so you know 
what what we've been doing hasn't really changed anything much since 2006. No, and we think about the literacy framework coming in and all of these sort of things which have come in before. Why yeah. hasn't this had the impact which um, which has been desired? Um, yeah, serious questions need to be asked, don't they? Well, yeah. this this is it. I mean, obviously. Welsh Government have been doing things like you say, the literacy framework, the, the, the national test, the new adaptive uh, reading comprehension test, there's lots of things that have been done, but we've had a pretty static, rather, it's another way of saying stable, static um, attainment measurement since 2006, so nothing really much has changed for 12 years, so with that in mind, Rob, why do you think that early reading instruction and reading itself is so important uh, learning how to read that those initial stages of uh, mapping the the sounds from our speech onto the the letters of our alphabet it's it is a transferable skill once you can read you can read anything it is one of the few transfer you know it's there isn't really transferable skills, but this ability to decode words is one of them, because you could, if you can read the words for, you know, a, a football magazine, you can read them about the, the Hayes manual, how to fix a car. Um, so, you know, if we can get that ability, that skill there, children can learn to read and then they can, of course, read to learn. And I think the minister spoke about this really well, actually, about the how essential it is. Um, uh, learning to learning to read is for sort of reducing this attainment gap between pupils from disadvantaged areas. It's sort of, it's sort of a matter of social justice, um, and um, just just to be able to access the full breadth of our new curriculum. Um, yeah. so, so the aims of our new curriculum really is to try and take our learners beyond their own experiences. Well, how can we do that if they can't get into the the texts and the the books and the materials that we want them to to be able to have access to. Absolutely, to imagine themselves in other people's situations or to understand what it's like in a different country or to understand concepts that are outside their own experience. Absolutely, and I think that, I love the way uh, that, that you mentioned that phrase, you know, that they learning to read means they are then able to read to learn. Because, you know, as a former uh, secondary English teacher, I am so passionate about the, the fact that if you can read, you know, you then are independent. And I think that, you know, our curriculum absolutely is um, encouraging pupils and wants to uh, achieve for pupils that independence in their own learning. But it's also independence across the curriculum. It's not mm. just in that, you know, your traditional reading subjects, is it, Rob? It's, it's a complete four purposes yeah. in a way, isn't it? I, I mean, it, none of those, none of the purposes are, are, are achievable without that grounding in being, being, being able to lift the words off a page. Absolutely, so now that we know how important reading is and where Wales currently stands in terms of our reading attainment, and there is still, as I mean, the minister quite clearly acknowledged that there is still much to do. How do we currently teach reading in schools across Wales? I don't think anyone really truly knows because, um, has anyone actually surveyed schools? I mean, this would be a great piece of research, an easy piece of research to do is to actually question at every school, what programs are they using, good or bad, just put, let's have a list of them, yeah, yeah. what's out there. And then, and by doing that also, we'd have an idea of, are they using evidence-informed approaches? I think we could, we could question schools what they're doing, but the truth is, is that we don't really know what's going on. And it's, you know, I, I talk about this because I just, being in the profession you see sort of different things going on in different schools 
So I was fortunate to be in sort of in my local authority training the other day and there was a presentation by a school and it was absolutely fantastic provision. Um, using a, a program which would, which would be on the validated list in England and they followed it so, so well. The pupils were achieving um, brilliantly. And, and that needs to be highlighted as well, that good practice in Wales, what they are doing yeah. and shared out there. Um, so, so what are the options for teaching early reading? You know, what for those um, of our listeners who aren't primary school teachers or maybe aren't early years school teachers, what, what different methods could you be using? Well, so, so there's a whole history of this, isn't there? Phonics is the way that we're going to learn how to read and how we map the sounds in our speech onto onto the letters that we use to spell the words. Um, so this is what, what is meant by phonics in a way, how the, the sounds map to the letters. But there are different ways of achieving this, whether we have a sort of top-down approach where we're going to start with a whole word and learn a whole word by sight, right. and then start um, breaking it into its syllables and thinking about, um, or, or breaking it into the first letter sound and the rest of it. So you might have a word, you know, like sing, and you break it into the s and the ing. Yeah. And then we can go through er, ing. Yeah. And, but to start off, the child has to learn a whole word by sight. And then we start analyzing that word and just picking up on the first letter sound. OK, so that's sight word reading. Yeah. And onset and rhyme then. So we're trying to. So it's a bit of a confusing way to, to go about it. It doesn't seem as systematic. Whilst you can go about that approach in a systematic way. And this is the way which Estin kind of promotes in their report. Right. in the English literacy report of having this onset and rhyme process where children listen to the whole word, they see whole words, and then they start breaking it down until they get to the phoneme level, the smallest unit of sound in speech. Right. For, forgive me now for, for um, uh, digging down into this, but it's, I think a lot of our listeners may be thinking this is, there's an awful lot of words to learn by sight. That's, that's a huge task, isn't it? Yeah, so, so the, you, you wouldn't learn lots as a beginner, so you might, through that approach, this analytic phonics approach, which, you know, isn't as effective, um, but the research shows us that, but um, they'll learn um, a number of words by sight to begin with, so they might learn, um, say, sing, and they might have the word rat. Right. And then by knowing the onset and rhymes, they'll be able to like say, well, that's sing, but I can take the, the first sound off right. rat and I can put it onto there and it's ring. And I can take this off sing and I can put it onto the yeah, rat, and it becomes sat. And mm -hmm. it's sort of all this, um, it doesn't really stick to a clear logic. So what is a really logical uh, research informed approach to reading? Well, it's uh, synthetic phonics or linguistic phonics. Um, so we're looking at blending all through the word and listening to every phoneme in the word. So if we're going to segment a word, like sing, we'd have s, i, n. Right. And then we'd think about how that maps on to, to the letters. Um, and we'll do that in a very carefully sequenced way. So, you know, we'll introduce the sat pin sort of sequence, possibly some schemes use that. So um, you might show the children at, yeah. And then they can blend that into SAT. And the, the research that underpins the synthetic, uh, systematic synthetic phonics, it's the only intervention on the Education Endowment Fund that's got the five padlocks shows the strength of the research behind it. So we've, it's quite a, a, a big deal, the research behind um, synthetic phonics, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And 
it's you know, it's more systematic that's the way it's uh, it's more logical and it, it and it keeps the logic of our alphabetic code intact it never breaks it the children we're, we're never confusing them right we're always it's always a reminder well the sounds are represented by the print on the page and um we can um decode that print into sound and we can encode that our sound into print for writing and it's it's logical um yeah. It makes more sense to build it up, doesn't it, rather than to start there and then bring it back down. And just the, the efficiency of the approach as well, knowing that there's 44 sounds or roughly 44 sounds in, in English. We've got 26 letters to represent them with. And it does seem like an awful lot. There's, a, there's a, around 175 common spellings for those 44 sounds. But it's far more efficient than thinking about syllables in words where there's maybe 60,000 syllables in English, yeah. something, if you look at the spelling patterns and onset and rhyme as well, you're gonna end up with thousands of different spellings that a child's going to learn. And that's just going to be more than the capacity of our, our memories to take on for these sort of abstract symbols. And um, I think I was just watching Jane then, we were talking about um, Jane was using her hands to, to show the, the, the process, but. Uh, Jane, you know, numeracy loves the whole kind of structure, a process. But I think anybody as a as a teacher um, teaching it in the classroom, it is very reassuring to know that a the research shows that this is a best bet uh, above others for teaching earlier reading. But also there's a very systematic step by step approach where you can see how you're building on pupils knowledge and understanding and giving them that independence. 100%, yeah, that's, that's right. And going back to what the education minister was saying, you know, he has um, said that he's going to look into sort of the importance of phonics, but there's a variations, there's variations in what that means. You know, phonics is a body of knowledge rather than an actual approach. So we're yeah. talking here about what do you mean by phonics, really? What are you, if you're saying it's an approach, are you talking about this analytical sort of phonics where we're going to learn whole words and break it all down? Or are we going to go from the bottom up in a logical sequence way. So that, that leads us very nicely onto the next thing on my list, which is just for a moment, if you'll forgive me, Rob, of to uh, hugging the, the microphone here now, I'm just gonna go through exactly what it is that the minister has set out in his um, announcement so that everybody's aware of what this five million pounds is actually gonna do. So I'm just gonna list them out. And this is taken directly from his statement as it appeared on the uh, Welsh government website. He's going to uh, give a book for every child in Wales to keep for themselves. Uh, 72,000 additional books to reception children at schools across Wales. There's going to be 3,600 letterbox club packs. And what that is, is a package of books, stationary mass games, etc. And they're mainly aimed at children who've been involved in the care system at some point. Uh, there's going to be books and trainings, uh, training for practitioners to support learning, and that's going to be uh, working with the Book Council of Wales to do that. There's going to be one box of 50 books to every state school in Wales. Um, 50 books, I'm not sure how quite how far that's going to go in a, a secondary school of 2,000 pupils, but um, a review of um, initial teacher education and consortia uh, uh, CPD reading provision to ensure practitioners continue to get the high quality support that they need across Wales. Um, also, the national network, which is this set of conversations that are happening with practitioners um, in the spring uh, the national network is going to prioritizing uh, prioritize reading and oracy as part of their discussions and there's also going to be development of a toolkit uh, that they're going to work with Estin to create this 
uh, as well as practitioners and other experts to support teachers to develop their classroom practice. There's also going to be a review of language screening tools for oracy. So a lot going on. There's a there's a lot going on there. I mean, what what do you think as somebody who is working with children in schools every day in a, in your school, helping them to learn to read? Is there anything in there that you think is really going to make a difference? I think we have to welcome the the investment into getting books for schools and. Yeah. You know, I think that's a great announcement, really. And um, the thing is, is, is are those children going to be able to read the? Are they going to be able to read those books themselves? And yeah. um, the purpose of that, um, you know, a targeted scheme of support, um, I think, was mentioned in in his statement. Um, so, so what's that support going to look like? Is it, as I said, is, is it going to be um, systematic synthetic phonics, or is it going to be going to one of these other interventions, which? teach these whole words guessing by mm -hmm. pictures all of that sort mm -hmm. of thing um so which, what are these yeah these which, books, are they going to be decodable books um what are they going to look like absolutely there's a lot that we don't know about this and i think that whilst um we don't know these things it's very difficult to say yes this five million is going to make a difference and i think you know um he did say uh, and i'm quoting here now we would encourage schools to adopt such an approach and he was talking about phonics there, um, alongside vocabulary building and comprehension. And I know that there's been talk of this idea of mixed methods. What, what does mixed methods actually mean, Rob? So it, it goes, um, you know, it's got a history this again of um, sort of, back in the past, phonics was the way to teach reading anyway. Um, a, a long time ago, <laughs> I can't think yeah. of the name of the, the person behind it. Um, but it goes back to like the, the, the 19th century, like late 19th century. Um, and then coming in through the 1950s, 60s and, and that sort of thing, we, we ended up with this whole word approach coming in where children are going to discover it for themselves by having these whole words presented to them. And then they're going to sort of find it out um, through osmosis. Or magic, ferret, yeah. Magic, ferret yeah. yeah. And then sort of people started campaigning back for phonics then. And then someone said, oh, well, actually, we need a balanced approach. So we need a little bit of a mix of everything. Right. And this ended up leading to, um, in the national literacy strategy in England, that sort of led to the searchlights model. I don't know if you remember that. From, it was about 1998, I think it was released, um, the searchlights model, where you had phonics was in the mix, but you also had using like, graphical like clues graphical context so looking like at reading recovery yes yeah absolutely looking at context looking at the first letter sound just the mm -hmm. first sound and then ooh, can you problem solve to work out the rest of the word yeah. so it's all of those mixed approaches it wasn't clear that the way to lift those words off the page is to um sound it out all through the word and blend the whole thing together if it's a word that is unknown um so so in Wales currently, if we're, if we're going to make an impact as quickly as possible for the children that are currently in our schools, because of course, you know, we can't wait um, even till spring for some children that might be too late, or we can't wait until, you know, curriculum for Wales has had five years to bed in. If we're going to make that impact as quickly as possible, what kinds of actions do you think uh, that the Welsh Government and uh, the Minister should be making now? I think he, he needs to make a pledge that all head teachers, teachers, teaching assistants are all trained in the science of reading and have really high quality training in this. So this 
who's going to provide that? I'm not 100% sure because we need, we're going to need the expertise to deliver that training or just to have the books. I mean, if, if every teacher read um, sort of Diane McGuinness's Why Children Can't Read or Mark Sadenberg's um, book, um, they'd have a great deal of knowledge just from reading through those. But, it, you know, it's hard for teachers to read all of this stuff. So it'd be great if there's someone who can provide the training in it. I think that's crucial. Right. Um, I think we need a framework that's very clear about how reading should be mm. taught. At the moment, we have statements in the new curriculum, in Curriculum for Wales, which don't align with the science of reading. So we need, we need to have the research. And he said that, you know, we're going to have to take a research-informed approach. Right. Um, so let's have that research. Let's, you know, let's do a review and have a framework that sets out clearly what the best evidence, what the best bets are in a framework for how reading should be taught. Because I think that's, that is really important that, you know, as, um, as you've experienced yourself, and I know that as a secondary teacher, I've uh, experienced that when you're faced with a child who can't read or is struggling to read, you do the best that you can and you, you do your own professional learning. But how much more efficient, effective, impactful it would be if, if teachers didn't have to look for that it was just provided to them. This is the best way to teach children to read. And also for pupils moving from school to school, they yeah. want to know that the same strategies they're being supported with from one school to another and as they go through the system as well. Absolutely. And uh, we also need a review of those interven intervention programmes and what programmes are being used in schools. Yeah. So, you know, we've seen over in England that they've actually taken letters and sounds off their validated programme list. Right. Um, in Wales, we'll still have a huge number of schools using letters and sounds. Right. And, and the phase one of that program doesn't even align with a synthetic phonics approach. Um, so, you know, we, we need to move forward in Wales. We can't just sort of latch onto and keep letters and sounds in Wales. We need to have a, a programs ourselves and actually validate and have a criteria ourselves about what's what we want, not just for English, but for Welsh synthetic phonics too. Absolutely. And I think that something that you said right at the beginning is we're, we're talking about it now that reading is a social justice issue that, you know, we, we've all heard stories of people whose lives have been deeply affected by illiteracy and struggling with, you know, being able to read effectively in adult life. And we wouldn't wish that on anybody. So reading cannot be a political issue. It has to be a social justice, a societal issue that we as the Society of Wales are equipped to deal with effectively. 100%, yeah. And, and you say it's not a political issue, but it was interesting to hear um, in, in the questions to the, the Education Minister from uh, Sean Gwenflian, the, yeah. the Pride, ed, I think, education spokesperson, I'm not sure. Um, but she asked, you know, why phonics? And, and in his answer, he said about the phonics screening check in England. And he, he sort of said, um, I've, I've just got it by here because I made a note of it. Um, that he doesn't think it's the right way ahead, that kind of test. I mean, yeah. what kind of test is the phonics screening check? Um, and it is a light touch test. It's a light touch, light touch check to, to sort of monitor children's decoding ability. Why wouldn't we want to have that data as professionals? Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's no it's no um, coincidence that there's an awful lot that's going on in England that isn't being learned from in Wales uh, because we've got 
two different flavors of politics going on in the two different countries. And that is that is a challenge, but we can't allow politics to really get into this. And I know it, it feels like it is. And in fact, I'd like to take that phonic screening check because there are flaws with that check in England in a way that it doesn't assess all of the code. It's only in year one. Maybe that is too early. Yeah. We can have that debate in Wales. Yeah. It, maybe it's too high stakes possibly in England that you, I don't know if you've seen that graph of, of the, the results for the phonic screening check in England, but the pass mark is 32 and it's yeah. kind of flat all the way across to 32 and then it just sort of rockets up that yeah. everyone's passing it. Um, so we don't want that. We want to have a realistic picture. So we, we could sort of improve how that check yeah. is used here. It's but we taking do. the principle, isn't it? And then making it work for us here in Wales, not replicating what's across the border, but looking at what we need and adapting that sort of creating something that really suits the purpose that we want it to do. That's right. So, Rob, I think we've, we've got to the point now where it's clear that if we really are serious about a research-informed approach to uh, education in Wales, to making children's lives better, to uh, giving the, every child the opportunity and the access to the curriculum that will make a difference in their life, that reading is fundamental to that, and there's still lots of areas within uh, reading that haven't been addressed so far by the minister that I'm sure um, he, he is probably looking at now and we're hoping that he's He's focusing in on the things that would make a difference, like um, looking at what's happening in England, taking the best from it, thinking carefully about um, making sure that every, as you say, every head teacher, every teacher, every teaching assistant knows um, what the situation in terms of synthetic, uh, systematic synthetic phonics and the best research bets for teaching reading actually are. It's great that we've got all of these books, but we need something, we need to know more about what the minister is planning for early reading teaching, don't we? 100%, absolutely. And he's left it to the practitioners. This is something which I'm a little bit worried about in terms of, we're gonna have this national network in the spring. Um, we've got lots of teachers who went through the same ITE as I did, the, the, the training as I had, haven't sort of maybe read up on this and and maybe are in different places depending on what sort of school they're in I mean if it's a school like the one I saw the other day where the provision was just amazing that, that they're going to come to that network meeting with with brilliance you know and we want to take that on but not every not every practitioner is going to is going to come to the table with that also we, we you know we can see from Estin as well that they seem to have a very different view on this from their report and it's wondering whether they're going to be able to meet us somewhere or sort of steer their opinion to, to, to something which is more in alignment with the science of reading. Yeah, and I think that's a really uh, crucial point to, to kind of finish on that we need our inspectorate to be just as researched informed as some of our teachers are. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm happy to speak to them if, if they ever want to. Uh, well, there you go. If, if Esther yeah, are listening, Rob's it. available. Give him a bell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I think it needs to happen, doesn't it? That, those yeah. sort of conversations. Yeah. Rob, it has been, again, an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for talking to us for so uh, intelligently about early reading. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. You can find us online at www.impact.wales. 
You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Impact Wales. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales. And on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.